You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Everybody, welcome back to Talking the Star. I know that this is not the voice you are used to hearing, but it's the voice that you are getting today. This is Dalton Miller, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Talking the Star podcast. We do not have Connor with us today. He is at his wedding venue, um, not getting married yet, uh, but he's there with all of the, the wedding vendors. They're going through all the plans, contingencies for if the weather doesn't cooperate. So he's a little bit busy, but it's me and Cole Patterson here today. Cole, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, man. Uh, yeah, guess we got to carry the load without Connor on the show, but I think we can manage. I think we'll be okay. I mean, what are we losing? Like a, a point four war kind of guy? Like, if that, how much does he really? How much does he really add to the production? He's probably the running back of our show. Oh, definitely the <laughs> running back of our show. There's no no doubt about that. Uh, I think he could survive. <laughs> yeah. So we are uh, we are continuing along with our uh, positional previews of the 2020 uh, Dallas Cowboys. We have done so far, or they have done so far, I've done defensive backs with them. They've also done wide receivers, um, tight ends, and offensive line too, I believe, correct? Yeah, yeah, we have. Okay. So they've done all that. So we could talk about quarterback and running back, but we don't really want to. So we're going to go to the defensive line. We're going to take care of these defensive ends um, and these defensive tackles kind of talk about what we saw from this group last year um, and, and what we might see from them, uh, you know, going forward. And then we will do our uh, our roster prediction, our, our, our 55 or our 53-man uh, depth chart at the positions um, as we go along. So, first, w- were there any surprises that you really got from this defensive line last year? Did you expect them to struggle against the run and struggle to get home? against the quarterback last year, um, or, or did you kind of think, you know, that, that it could have been a little bit of a weak spot? Yeah, I mean, obviously I think we were all excited about the direction the defense was heading towards after that 2018 season. Um, obviously we all know about the hype of Chris Richard. There's some people thinking that he could be the next head coach of the Cowboys. Um, so everybody was, like, really excited what this defense can do. Um and then you kind of saw, like you said, the defense kind of took a step back, especially that D-line and that run defense. Obviously, some of that has to do with Leighton Van Der Esch missing most of the season and Jalen Smith uh, regressing in some regards. Um, but the D-line didn't really 
do much either, especially against the run. I mean, Robert Quinn was a really good addition to last year's team, especially when you consider the uh, compensation they gave up, um, obviously that six-round pick. Um, but, I mean, and DeMarcus Lawrence is DeMarcus Lawrence. You might not get the crazy stack numbers that maybe Chandler Jones or somebody like that gets, but, I mean, he's a very good, obviously one of the better DNs in the league. But, like you said, they weren't the strongest to run. Um, it seems like they struggled to get off the field. You can kind of attribute that to some of that can be um, obviously a D-line, some of that can be because of linebackers. But I was expecting a little bit more. Um, obviously, like I said, I think some people will be disappointed to Marcus Lawrence's sack numbers. Um, I was kind of disappointed that Durant's Armstrong didn't take another jump. Um, I know he was a day three pick and all, but I was kind of a little bit higher, in my opinion, than other people were. Um all in all, just to wrap it up, um, I just kind of, I was expecting a little more, and I will say that I was disappointed. Yeah, it was a weird one last year because, like, if you look at the pass rush win rate, which is a big one that's you know kind of gaining steam now, you you would see two defense vens who were both fantastic when it comes to beating the man in front of them. So what yeah. happened? When it comes to the pass rush, well, I think a lot of it was it just wasn't coordinated uh, in their attack. They weren't able to, to get pressure from multiple spots because most quarterbacks in the NFL, they can get away from that initial pressure. Um, it's, it's the ability to, to stack rushes together on a singular play that really you're, you're able to get those, uh, those sacks. And with guys, you know, uh, that, that weren't really helping in the middle. Uh, Malik Collins, you know, had a pretty good pass rush win rate, but he's a bit out of control, both as a run defender and a pass rusher, and that really hurt this defense a little bit. Uh, just on top of, of not having a, a ton of depth on the interior, and l- like you said, uh, Dorrance Armstrong not really taking that next step. They obviously didn't have Randy Gregory. Um, they didn't have, obviously, Alden Smith. Uh, so... I guess I'm I'm really just wondering, was there anything last year? Do you think that Tyrone's Crawford in Tyrone Crawford's injury was a little bit um, more substantial when it comes to how this defense and especially the defensive line played as a whole last year? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think Tyrone Crawford gets the kind of recognition hype especially in national media, but especially or even with uh, Cowboys fans in general, he's not the big-name guy. He's not, he doesn't have the flashy pass-rushing moves. He's not going to put up crazy sack numbers or be in highlight plays. But I do think he is like the glue of that defense. He's kind of the guy that brings everybody together and holds uh, holds everybody together. I mean, he, I mean, we've heard DeMarcus Lawrence talk so highly of him and really pretty much everybody else in that defensive locker room. He has – Leadership, which is kind of cliche, I guess, his leadership ability. Um, you know, we hear about that from a lot of players, but I think it really is very beneficial to have Tyron Crawford on the field for Dallas. And um, I don't know if he was the uh, the biggest reason per se, um, but I do think he is on that short list. I I do think that we there is the demons plays night and day um, with and without him on that field, and I think they were hurt tremendously without him. So I've heard, I've seen people talk about cutting him and all that kind of stuff, and I would agree that probably the cap number is probably too high, especially if he is. I mean, I remember hearing, I guess last year he was willing to 
um, take a pay cut. So I, I would, I would recommend, I guess, resting that pay cut if you can. But I don't, I don't see why you would cut him because of what he brings to the table. Like I said, just leadership, um, kind of the glue, um, holding everybody together. And he's very good. He's very versatile. He's able to play inside. He's able to play outside. And he's very effective in doing so. Yeah, I'm I'm in total agreement with you here. I think the loss of Tyrone Crawford was big because, like you said, I mean, it, it was really Demarcus Lawrence on that defense that was the leader, and then behind him, or even, you know, at the same level as him, from a leadership standpoint, was Tyrone Crawford. So losing him, you lost out on that leadership voice, and I think that they tried to fill that void with Jalen Smith, um, and it just didn't work out. Um and that, for me, is going to be a, a massive storyline going forward, is how does the brand of Jalen Smith mesh with the rest of this defense going forward? Because he's a part of it, and he's going to be a part of this defense for a while because of that contract extension. I'm wondering if he's able to kind of tone down uh, the, the advertising and get a little bit more back on the message of what made us really love Jalen Smith in the first place is his uh, his um, his ge- generosity and his genuineness uh, coming out of Notre Dame. That's why everybody really liked him on top of being the elite level player he was at Notre Dame as well. So um, I-, I do think that, that losing Tyrone Crawford was big, especially because, like you said, he did have that inside-out versatility. And when you were kind of lacking depth at both positions last year, I think that really did hurt. Now, moving on, uh, we're going to talk a-, a little bit. I, I just kind of want to specifically get into uh, the defensive tackles moving forward. And then we'll go to break, and then after the break, we'll talk about the defensive ends that might possibly make the team. And then, yeah. or, uh, or, yeah, 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 we'll talk about all of the defensive ends, and then at the end, we'll get into the actual roster predictions for who we think is going to make this football team. So, uh, just quickly getting to uh, the, the defensive tackles, how do you see what we lost from last year and what we picked up from this year. Is it a net positive after this uh, offseason? Yeah, I mean, I don't think how you can say otherwise, just simply because of the fact you're adding two legit guys that deep tackle in Jerry McCoy and Don Terry Poe. Um, obviously, you can uh, – you, I mean, it's obviously that they're not the peak of their careers anymore, but they're still an upgrade from what this team has had at that defensive tackle position for a while. You kind of hit on Malik Collins earlier, his inconsistencies. I do think Jerry McCoy is a huge upgrade in that regard, um, at least personally. I mean, he's very experienced. He's a veteran in the league, and he kind of knows how to win those battles in the trenches. He's been very good where, everywhere he's been, um, as has done Terry Poe. I mean, Poe isn't this good. It's his, I mean, he, his name, he has a big name, but I, I don't know if he's the uh, superstar D-tackle he used to be back in the day, you know, at Kansas City and everybody. But he's still a very good pickup in his own right. Uh, I will say the one thing that's at least a little bit concerning, uh, I believe Connor wrote an article about disputing this, um, kind of sharing why not to be concerned, but just to play devil's advocate, how they uh, Poe and McCoy struggled on, or I guess the, the Panthers' defense struggled with Poe and McCoy on the roster. However, I mean, 
uh, like I said, I think Connor disputed that, uh, just looking at the film, saying it's not their fault and all that kind of stuff. There's different other factors. But to answer your question, I do think it's an upgrade with signing those two from Malik Collins. Um, they really haven't invested too many resources, kind of like safety um, in recent years. Um, and then they also had in the bill Gallimore in a, in a third round, a guy that I know a lot of people were much higher on than where he went in the draft. Um, we'll see what ha- what comes to be with Antoine Woods if he um, is back on the team or not. I know that kind of situation is a little bit tricky right now, but I do think it is an overall net positive what they've done this offseason. We've finally seen them go out and sign outside free agents, finally get proven guys to play in that middle of that defense um, to get Demarcus Lawrence some help in the, on that D-line, um, to get after the quarterback, to, to improve that run defense. Um, um, I do think it is a net positive. I do think the, de- the defensive line as a whole um, will be better. Yeah, so uh, that, that question was interesting because he is uh, – Antoine Woods, that is, is, is not listed on the roster. I mean, he's not currently a part of it, but uh, he is a – he's a restricted free agent, right? Yeah, the whole situation is kind of confusing. Like, he hasn't signed his tender or something. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Uh, I don't know. It's I, interesting. Um, I think a lot of people expect him to be back, but I don't think it's like a formality at this point. Yeah, and that's kind of how it seems for me as well. And, you know, even though the, the defensive line we look at it last year, it probably wasn't as good as we would have liked it to be. Um, when you look at, you know, pass run when it comes to DVOA, they ended up being 21st overall. They were actually 15th against the rush and 23rd against the pass. So they were worse against the pass than the rush, um, even though we kind of perceive them uh, as being a bad run team. Antoine Woods was not a part of the problem when it came to yeah. defending the run. Um, and I think that we can all kind of, or we all should acknowledge that. So you would think that with a guy like Don Terry Poe and Antoine Woods, if he does in fact uh, remain on the team, that'll help. Um, now, past that, like, you look, Tristan Hill didn't give you anything as a rookie. I don't know how much he will ever give you. Um, but you hope because of the uh, the physical profile that he possesses, that he is able to, to become a player uh, in the future. He didn't help last year, and, and I don't expect anything from him this year. So, you know, looking back at it, losing Malik Collins is not that big a deal at the end of the day. And like you said, they picked up Poe, they picked up McCoy, and at, at the end of the day, that brings a little bit of leadership um, and, and you know, age, for, for lack of a better term, because when you look at this defense, the, the secondary has ha-ha Clinton Nix, but the rest of those guys are young. Uh, first contract guys uh, throughout the rest of the secondary. When you look at the linebackers, Jalen Smith just got his second contract. He's in his fourth year. Um, Leighton Van Der Esch in his third year. Or I guess Jalen Smith is technically in his fifth, but one year he didn't play. Um, and then you have Sean Lee, but he's coming off the bench. So you have a lot of young guys. If you have that veteran defensive line, you shouldn't have to worry about them being at the in the right place at the right time. That shouldn't be an issue. So I, I do think that they will improve upon last season. We're going to go to break. 
We will be right back. We will talk about the defensive ends, and then we will predict the roster from the defensive tackle and the defensive end position. We are talking to Star. We will be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. And we are back on Talking to Star. We're talking about the defensive line of the Dallas Cowboys today, uh, going through kind of what we saw from them last year and uh, what they lost to what they gained this season. And then we're going to predict how this defensive line is going to look when training camp ends up starting. Cole, how did you think these defensive ends, on the whole, performed last season? Uh, yeah, we kind of touched on it earlier just with uh, um, Robert Quinn and DeMarcus Lawrence being the two guys. Um, the Robert Quinn trade was a big win for the Cowboys and the fact that they only gave a six-round pick. He gave them double-digit sacks and gave them a legitimate pass rusher opposite of DeMarcus Lawrence. And then they got a comp pick, or they're going to get a comp pick for him as well um, because of his production. So that was a very smart move by the team, and he was a – He's a big-time player for Dallas' defense in an otherwise disappointing season um, where many guys didn't step up. Um, DeMarcus Lawrence, like I said, is DeMarcus Lawrence. I mean, you know what you're going to get from him. He's uh, one of the best players at his position across the league. He may not put up um, eye-popping numbers in a sack category per se, but, I mean, he is um, He's very good against the run. He can get after the quarterback, and he, like you said, I mean, he's kind of the leader on this defense. He kind of makes this team go especially in, in the trenches. Um, other than that, um, we both kind of mentioned how Dorrance Armstrong didn't really take the next jump in his career. Um, granted, he was a day three pick, of course. Um, it's not like he was a premium uh, selection or anything, but he, I, in my opinion, I thought he showed some things his first season. He kind of, I was kind of hoping for more. I don't know if that was just me being optimistic or what, but um, not seeing him take the next step in his career it's kind of disappointing for me. He really couldn't break through in that rotation. Maybe he will now with a new coaching staff. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, the Crawford injury kind of hurt this team as well, him not being on, a, on the field and contributing on that D-line. Kind of hurt the end position. Um, like I said, they didn't have any. They didn't have Randy Gregory. So, I mean, he, he wasn't on the team. Alden Smith was not even thought of. Um, so, overall, it was just – I mean, there were some bright spots at the top, but I think the depth just kind of wasn't there, you know. I mean, it was 
Lawrence and it was Quinn, and then you didn't really know what to expect from the others, and at least in my opinion. Yeah, and and on top of that, you didn't have Robert like Robert Quinn as good as he was against the pass, he was terrible against the yeah. run. Uh, so you you had that as well. People, you know, and I think that's part of the the reason why we didn't see that big tank Lawrence here last season is because teams could simply just run away from him and be okay, be in a better position yeah. no matter what. So you you were able to to kind of scheme around him. Demarcus Lawrence is still one of the most creative sack artists in the NFL when it comes to he doesn't have the elite physical traits, but he has such fantastic technique when it comes to being a pass rusher. When he's able to actually pin his ears back, that it really helps. But at the end of the day, he's a great uh, run defender as well, and that is massive. I mean, I think that that's why they're they're really not going to see much of a drop-off this year, even though they do lose. Um, um, Robert Quinn on the other yeah. side, they get back Tyrone Crawford to play that right defensive end on base downs. Um, and then on top of that, we're we're looking at guys, you know, like Dorrance Armstrong to back up Alden Smith. We're hoping to get Randy Gregory back. Um, I think Alden Smith is somebody who can play the right and the left side if he is truly 275 pounds. Um, he should have the play strength to hold up playing, you know, that, that left side defensive end when, when DeMarcus Lawrence needs uh, a rep or two off. Or if, you know, DeMarcus Lawrence, if they want to move him around, move him to the right side on some pass rush downs. There's so much that you can do with some of these guys that they got, especially if a guy like Randy Gregory is able to come back and be reinstated. You're looking at a team that, that didn't have, you know, hardly any depth at the defensive end spot in 2019. Yeah. To having a ton of defensive end depth in in 2021 or in 2020. So you know, with with that being said, who are the defensive ends, you know, slash outside linebacker rush types on yeah. this football team come the 55 man roster cut? Yeah. So I think obviously I think Auden Smith is a guy that I expect to make the team. Um, obviously, there are big concerns of him being away from football, how his transition back to the league is going to go, all that kind of stuff. There's a bunch of variables. But I do think that um, just based on the interviews, based on the articles, based on what everybody's saying, I mean, he seems to be in the right mindset, and he seems to really want to be in the league playing football and everything. And, I mean, there's no denying his, his talent. I mean, yes, he's been out of the league for half a decade, but he's a proven guy. He's at least going to bring – some valuable experience, and I do think he can, like you said, I mean, there's hardly anybody in last year for the Cowboys, but he's another guy, another weapon that uh, Mike Nolan and staff can throw at offensive lines and offenses and all that kind of stuff. I do think he, I don't think he's going to be a sack master or anything right out of the gate, but I do think he's going to be pretty valuable to this defense. Um, Randy Gregory, obviously we're expecting him to be back. Um, we're still awaiting word, but I do think the overwhelming overwhelming feeling is that he will be on the Cowboys, so I expect him to be on the roster. Um, it's Bradley and I. Um, I do think he makes the team. Um, we did our block in the boy predictions. Um, I guess that was in June. Maybe it was May. I can't remember. You know, it was earlier uh, this spring, and I had him making the team. Um, he was a guy, again, kind of like Navelle Gallimore, 
nobody really thought he was going to fall that far when the Cowboys got him, and they kind of uh, got really good value in, in him. I mean, he's not the most athletic guy in the world. He's very short arms for the position. He's not the biggest guy, but he just wins. He knows how to uh, he knows how to get after the quarterback. I think that's what this team needs. Um, he's very good in what he's asked to do, and I think he makes uh, the roster at DN. Um, obviously, you have Demarcus Lawrence and Crawford um, locked in, um, and I think Armstrong makes the team. So, how many was that? I, I kind of lost uh, count by the no, end. No, you're good. Was that six, uh, was that six that, or seven? Yeah, six. Six. Uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Crawford, Armstrong, Gregory, Smith, and I. Okay. That makes sense to me. Um, I think that that six number is, is a good one. Um, one person that I, I am, am really rooting for, uh, Connor and I uh, interviewed him after the NFL draft happened. They picked this man up um, as a, a preferred free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be uh, Rondell Carter. He yeah. is somebody who just an infectious type personality um, and, and somebody whose tape was, was kind of fun in JMU. So I'm interested to see how uh, how that all shakes out. Maybe he's a guy he, who you can get on the, the practice squad to, to yeah, be, Yeah, he was you the know. guy. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. He was no, go the, for the guy that, like, that's on the border for me. Um, I do think, actually, back on my predictions, I had him making a team. I like, like you, I think he could, especially now they're suspended at 55. And um, they obviously invested pretty good money into him um, um, compared to the other undrafted free agents they yep. signed. Um, so I do think, like you said, you and Connor are both really, really high on his film. Um, I do think he has a good chance. He's kind of on the border for me. I think he does have a very good chance to compete for one of that last spots. If not, he's definitely going to be a priority uh, practice squad guy. All right. So that leaves us with defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Cole? Right off the bat, do you think Tristan Hill makes this football team? It's tough. Um, I, my gut feeling is no, because it's a new coaching staff. I think that's the tiebreaker. I think if it was the same coaching staff, um, they they drafted him. I know I know Will McClay and everybody's still in that front office, but as far as the coaching staff, they didn't really have real ties to him. They don't need to keep him to prove his worth or anything. Um, and they, the Cowboys did show they were able to move on from a first-round pick and talk with Charlton early. So I do think that if Tristan Hill doesn't turn it around, I don't see him making the team. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a fascinating storyline throughout yeah. camp because if they do only take four at the end of the day, um, I, I do think that those four are going to be Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, Neville Gallimore, and Antoine Woods um, because I, I think, you know, in that case, you would have your two, three techniques in Gerald McCoy and Neville Gallimore. Um, and Don Terry Poe and Antoine Woods can play the one. Don Terry Poe can obviously uh, play, you know, a zero tech straight up nose as well when you go to odd fronts. My thing is with Tristan Hill and why I think they might take five at the end of the day, is because he can play both the one or the three with his body type. And that's just another body um, on that defensive line that might be able to contribute a little bit. I don't see any of the other guys uh, having a a real shot at making the team. Uh, Garrett Marino, 
Um, I, I don't really think has any sort of shot. Um, and I don't even know if they have anybody else. I miss Daniel Wise. I wish he was still around. Um, he was one of my favorites coming out of Kansas. Um, didn't just didn't really work out here. But uh, man, I I think they end up keeping Tristan Hill because I think they're gonna want five guys on the interior. My only caveat with that is they might not because Tyrone Crawford can play inside out. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that gives me pause. So I do think I mean he has the athletic ability to be something. I mean that's why he was a second round pick. So I mean it's not like he's just nothing. Like you know like there's talent there. It's just can the Cowboys get it out of him? Yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. I uh, I agree with you 100. percent uh, so, what do you expect from this defensive line as a whole, just before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, Jim Tom Sula is one of the best D-line coaches in the NFL. I mean, he's um, definitely has a really, really uh, strong track record. Um, obviously, some of that has to do with, I mean, he ha- it's not like he's working with no talent. Obviously, in Washington, we know the kind of defensive line talent they have um, over there. Um San Francisco had Prime Alden Smith, um, all those kind of guys. So it's not like he's not working with talent. But, I mean, everywhere he's been, it seems like they've improved. Um, I think it was um, Danny Phantom on Blogging the Boys that wrote an article just kind of looking at his history and kind of comparing the stat numbers and all those kind of stats with Jim Tom Sula's defensive lines compared to the Cowboys in the same season. And um, Whoever Tom Sula was coaching had better numbers. Um, obviously, it's kind of hard. Uh, look at that in a vacuum. You don't really know the situation, the talent, all that kind of stuff, and so on and so forth. But, I mean, he is one of the better D-line coaches in the National Football League. I think um, the Cowboys do have talent, like you said, and they have a lot more options than they did last year, at least, especially if Gregory is reinstated. Um, So they have more bodies. Tyron Crawford will be back, and we both think that that's going to be a a big addition to this team. Um, So I'm expecting – I don't – I'm not expecting – an elite D-line by any means, but I do think they're going to be vastly improved. Um, Robert, They want Robert Quinn's pass rushing ability on the other side, but like you said, he was kind of a liability defending the run. Um, I do think Demarcus Lawrence is going to put up, not, not that he had a bad year, because I don't want to say he had a bad year, because he didn't, um, but I think he'll put up better numbers, um, at least show up in the box score a little bit more. I know that's not the most important thing, but I do think he's going to get his. I do think he's going to have a strong season, kind of quiet, you know, the doubters and all that kind of thing, the, um, the haters on Twitter. Um, you know, I think he'll have a big year. And um, I do think they're going to be vastly improved. I, I'm not saying elite, but I do think they're going to be uh, take a big jump, I would say. Yeah, I think they're going to as well. And I, I believe that. We, you know, with my whole heart, because I think that they're going to be more creative defensively. So, yeah, you know, this is a team that hasn't given up twenty points in, a, in twenty points per game in a season since twenty fifteen. So, like we we talk about how this defense gets worked at times, but yeah. overall, it's it's been a, a decent scoring defense. So, I'm kind of bend on break. Exactly, and I'm yeah. interested to see whether we see more breaking. 
but more splash plays defensively. I'm just I'm fascinated at what yeah. the overall picture is going to look like. But I do think that this team is going to have more sacks this season, and I, I think that that starts with you know doing different things defensively, getting on man fronts, even man fronts, blitzes with Jalen Smith, um, blitzes with Nickelbacks, um, not Nickelback the Bam, but your actual Nickelback. Um, who's going to be covering receivers. So we'll see. I'm excited. Man, I just hope we can do everything necessary to actually have football in September. Yeah. That's you. all I want. That's all I care about. <laughs> That's all I need. Not sure at all, do if we can't have football season. That's all we got for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Connor should be back for the next episode next week. We will talk about the linebackers. And I assume, since it's one position, we'll probably wrap in the, the quarterbacks. There's three of them. We know who they are. They're probably all going to make the roster at the end of the day. Um, and then we'll talk about the running backs as well. This has been Talking to Star. I would like to thank Blogging the Boys, Vox Media, um, for allowing us to, to host this podcast. Um, it's always a blast for me. Goodbye.